0: When my great-great-grandfather Harry was just 18 years old, he rode off to fight in the South African War. The war started in 1899 between Dutch and English settlers in South Africa. The British Empire sent thousands of troops to support the English. Fast-moving groups of Boers, the Dutch settlers, attacking on horseback caused lots of trouble for the British troops. The call went out for rough riders, expert horsemen who could shoot as they rode and live in the open. Harry had grown up on a farm in Taranaki. He rode his horse Blaze over steep ground every day and shot deer or pigs for food. So, he and Blaze enlisted in the army and they both travelled by train to Wellington, where a ship would take them and other rough riders to South Africa. Blaze and the other horses were kept in a corral near the Wellington wharves till the ship was ready to sail. He was a strong young horse with a dark red coat and a white patch, uh, a blaze on his forehead. Blaze didn't like being kept in the corral. The night before Harry's ship was due to sail, he smashed two wooden rails with his hooves, "'forced his way through and vanished into the night. "'Sentries on the wharves heard a horse whinnying and snorting "'as if it was calling for its owner. "'Then the sounds faded away. "'While the other rough riders led their horses on board "'and settled them in the hold, Harry stood on deck, "'wondering where Blaze could be. "'He could use an army horse in South Africa, "'but he knew Blaze so well. "'He'd never had a horse so strong and fast.' Would he survive the war without him? In December 1899, Harry wrote to his family in Taranaki that he'd taken part in an attack on a farm that the Boers had turned into a fort with machine guns and barbed wire. They captured the fort, but as he charged the enemy, Harry's army horse was shot and killed. I think of Blaze all the time, he wrote. Is there any news of him? Yes, there was. In the same month, the Wellington Evening Post carried a story about a fine-looking horse with a dark red coat and white forehead seen near farms outside the city. When people tried to catch it, the horse fled, faster than any of theirs. In March 1900, Harry wrote that he and some other New Zealand rough riders had been bombarded by Boer artillery as they rode on a patrol. Two men were wounded and Harry's second army horse suffered a broken leg from flying shrapnel. I've had bad luck with horses here, he wrote. Blaze is so fast he might have dodged that shell. Is there any report of him? Once again, there was. On the Kapiti Coast north of Wellington, the local paper reported that an unknown red horse was seen trying to swim across the Otaki River. The river was in flood, and the horse was nearly swept away. It kept swimming and finally reached the bank. When people approached, it galloped off towards the north. Was this Blaze? It sounded like him, but Harry's family didn't want to build up his hopes. The countryside was full of dangers. Deep rivers, swamps, hidden drops. Blaze could easily get lost or injured, or even killed. So they said nothing. In September 1900, Harry wrote that the Rough Riders had ambushed a train, carrying ammunition to enemy forces. The Boers kept up a fierce fire. Two of our chaps were badly wounded. My horse fell on rough ground. I'm sure Blaze wouldn't have. And now he's lame. Has anyone seen Blaze? Does anybody know anything about him? Lots of people in New Zealand knew about the Red Horse by now. In September, the Manawatu Evening Standard from Palmerston North reported how it had appeared near small towns in the district, galloping off if anyone approached. Blaze seemed to be making his way north, towards his home. 1900 turned into 1901. In January, the Rough Riders attacked a strong boar force dug into the slopes of a steep hillside. Several men were killed. Many horses were injured. ''Perhaps Blaze would be dead too by now,'' Harry wrote. ''I wonder what became of him.'' Harry's family thought they knew. Still further north, still closer to home, the Whanganui Chronicle described a red horse with a white patch on its forehead that was making its way slowly along the edge of the bush one week. It was limping and thin, but when a farmer tried to catch it, it managed to escape. In June 1901... Harry's family received another letter from South Africa. Not from Harry, from an army doctor. Harry had been hit in the elbow by a bullet as he and others defended their camp against a Boer night attack. He couldn't ride or shoot any longer and was being sent home to New Zealand to recover. In the meantime, Blaze had disappeared. There was no news. Nobody had seen him for months. The ship took three weeks to bring Harry to Wellington. and was another three weeks after that till he had healed enough to make the train trip home to Taranaki. During that time, no more was heard of Blaze. The young horse must be dead, fallen over a cliff perhaps or drowned in a river. Harry's family felt glad they had told him nothing. A pale, thin young soldier with one arm in a sling stepped down from the train in August 1901. One of the first things he asked was, "'Has anyone seen Blaze?' His family shook their heads. For his first week home, Harry wandered around the farm, looking at the changes while he'd been away, slowly getting stronger. Then, on a bright winter morning, eight days after his return, the family were sitting down to breakfast when they heard Harry yelling outside, yelling and laughing and cheering. Another voice was there too, a voice they'd heard before. They rushed outside. The thin young man stood beside a dirty, skinny horse with an injured leg that it kept lifted off the ground. A dark red horse with a white patch on its forehead. Its nose was pushed against Harry's chest and his good arm was around its neck. Harry's much-loved horse had finally found its way home. After nearly two years apart, Harry and Blaze... Had found each other again. They stayed together for the rest of Blaze's long life.